What a finish. What a finish. Conference championships. If the playoffs have anything, anything to do, any type of relation, any type of correlation with the conference championship, it's going to be an explosive playoff, folks. You're either very happy or very upset with what happened. Me personally, being a, being a fan of the game, I love it. I love it. I don't think they made a mistake. I think they got it right. This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Today we're talking all playoffs. We're talking about the four teams, and we're talking about the five team that keeps crying. I don't believe they made a mistake. I think they got it exactly right. In this situation, how can you say Florida State deserves to be in over Texas or Alabama? Because we're not even going to question Washington or, or Michigan. That's what we're not going to do. Those two are unquestionable. The only two teams that are in question are Alabama and Texas. But before we get there, how did we get here? And we're about to talk about it. Washington beat Oregon. Now, if you listened to the show last week, my predictions were Oregon, Alabama, Texas, Florida State, and Michigan. I was 4-1. and one. How are you? You don't have to tell me. I don't really care. But we were 4-1 and one predicting. Washington made us not go undefeated. Now, Washington is the real deal. I said, Washington is one of those teams that sometimes play down to their competition so they're not as bad as one might think, or they're not as vulnerable, I should say. It's not, about, it's not that they were bad. It's about how vulnerable were they. We saw a couple times in the season where that offense didn't show up. Case in point, Arizona. Where was that offense? Utah, where was that offense? But Michael Penix is a genius. He's brilliant on the football field. Brilliant. He's been brilliant since his time at Indiana. It was never about, it was never about Michael Penix's playing ability. It was about his availability. And what is the best ability? What is the best ability? Availability. Availability is the best ability. And that's what was in question when it came to Michael Penix. It was never about Kenny sling the ball. It was never that. We always knew that. If you've watched college football over the past three years, you've always known what he can do. But Washington proves again that they're better than Oregon. They beat them twice, folks. They beat Oregon twice. It is not a question on who is the better team. It is not a question. Washington wins the Pac-12. Now, Nick Saban in Alabama beat Georgia. They beat Georgia. Nick Saban in Alabama beat... This whole season, the beginning of the season, what did we hear? Nick Saban's done. Alabama should think about changing regime. He doesn't have all the five stars. Kirby Smart's out recruiting him. He's lost the touch with this error. 
The old school method doesn't go. We saw the Texas football players going up to his recruits and telling his recruits to come to Texas. We saw that. This is fact. And all and all Nick Saban has quietly done, all he's quietly done is answered the fucking bell. I don't think I've seen Nick Saban coach like this before. I don't think I've seen him coach like this. This is different. This is personal. It's personal. You got people really questioning this man's coaching ability, and he took that personally. You can tell. Alabama goes and beats Georgia. They win the SEC. Michigan takes care of Iowa. This was not in question. Michigan takes care of Iowa. Harbaugh returns. The Michigan, the Michigan team responds. Listen, I'm not one of these people that say, kick them out. They don't deserve to be in it. I'm not one of these people. You know why? Because it's foolish. It's foolish. Harbaugh pissed somebody off. If you can't see it, I can't open your eyes for you. But this is what this is. This is, you pissed me off, so now I'm going to find something, something very petty, something that every university, especially every major Power 5 university in America does. Maybe they don't go to the extreme. Maybe they don't have a guy going and buying tickets to, you know, on the home and away side, all that jazz. Maybe they don't. But I'm going to tell you what they do have. They do have people that watch the other team's sideline. They do have that. And if you don't believe that, then you're being naive. This is big time football, folks. This is right below the NFL. And now that you throw NIL in it, professional. Professional. We're just below it. The biggest thing about this whole thing, if you ask a guy like myself, I say, well, why don't we have direct line of communication between the offensive coordinator and the quarterback? Why is there not a headset in, in the helmet? Why not? We've done everything to this point to make these guys almost professional. Why not? This is what, this is what we need. Screw suspending Harbaugh. Because you're not stopping anyone from stealing signs. You're not stopping anybody from doing anything. All you're doing is making it to where they cheat harder. <laughs> you understand what I'm telling you? You're not stopping it. They're just going to cheat harder. They're going to they're gonna make sure no one finds out. So at this point, we might as well put the headset in the helmets. And that's all I got to say about Michigan. Michigan takes care of business, once again, going to the playoffs. Florida State beat Louisville. Now listen... I got something to say about this. You want to know why? Do you truly want to know why? A big reason for Florida State not making it to the college playoff. They were up 3-0 to zero at halftime against Louisville. A, at the time, two-loss Louisville team, now three-loss. They were up 3-0. to zero. That's why they did not go. When you, when you, when, listen, when you're already questioned, okay, 
with if 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 it's already questioned if you belong, the last thing you can do is suck. Nobody wants broccoli as it is. And now you're going to give me shitty broccoli? We have a problem. We have a problem. I didn't want the shit to begin with, but now we're now you're serving it. Now we have a problem. And that's what and that's what you look at when you have Florida State. Florida State, they had to win by more. You know, when people when people bring up Ohio State, for example, they bring up Cardell uh Cardell Jones. And they talk about how, well, when 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 well when Ohio State had a backup, they still went. He came in and showed out. He came in and got drafted. That's what he did. He came in and got and got drafted. And that's the difference. Florida State had to win that game more convincingly because Florida State's schedule is not as impactful as you would think. They beat LSU at the beginning of the season. They beat Duke and they beat Louisville. And they beat Clemson. Clemson is a three-loss team. Duke is a three-loss team. LSU, three-loss team. There's a pattern here, folks. Though these teams, now, though Clemson is ranked to end the season, to end the season, they did become ranked. They did finish strong. Shout out to Dabo Sweeney. Shout out shutting up the haters. I don't think people realize how often Dabo Sweeney is in the college playoff. So when you say this man should be fired, I want you to really think about how often this man is in the playoffs. Think about this. There's only a, there's only a solid four, five programs, you know, that are, you know, consistently getting into the playoff. And Clemson is one of them, folks. Dabo Sweeney is one of them. Shout out to him, but listen, at the end of the day, it still doesn't change the fact that Florida State's schedule compared to the others, I'm not saying their schedule is not impressive. It's impressive to somebody. Obviously not to the committee. Obviously the committee felt that Alabama's schedule was a little more impressive. I agree. They felt that Texas is... I agree. Because these are the two teams at, at question. We're not questioning. To, well, well, I'm not. I'm not hearing it. Michigan and Washington are shoe in that deserve to be in. So I can't. Bama beats Miss, Ole Miss, Tennessee, LSU, and Georgia. One loss to Texas in the beginning of the season. You can't. And we're going to talk about the Heisman later. But what? But what I'm about to say is, you can't tell me. That Jaden Daniels is your Heisman favorite over a Michael Penix with an undefeated conference championship team. And you can't tell me Jaden Daniels is your Heisman favorite. But also, Florida State should get into the playoff. It don't make no sense. And that's what I'm talking about. It don't make no sense. I get it. Florida State was undefeated. Conference champions. Everything you might like. But the conference was weak, my friends. That's the that's the context. The conference is weak. That is the context. 
There's a reason why immediately after getting snubbed, there was rumors of teams trying to leave the ACC. Why would you try to leave the ACC? Because it's a weak conference right now. Unfortunately, compared to the others, and especially to the big boys, SEC and Big Ten, it is a weaker conference. And if you want to take this a step further, Washington, Texas, Bama, and Michigan. You have two Big Ten and two SEC schools. Starting next year, that, that would be two Big Ten and two SEC. This is foreshadowing, folks. They're showing you what the plan is. Right, right in front of your eyes. If this is next year, you have two SEC schools and two Big Ten schools, which is telling you that's what they're thinking. At minimum. You got 12 playoff teams at minimum. At minimum, we're going two and two. AC say you better figure it out. You better start adding some more teams from Texas because you're going to need it. So these four teams that got selected over Florida State, in my opinion, were all more deserving. And I wouldn't say more deserving as far as Florida, because when you say that, you take away from an undefeated season, which is very rare in any sport. In any sport. Okay? And I don't want to do that. But unfortunately, that's what we have to do. We have to critique opponents. We have to, we have to nitpick performances. And you know what's so funny? You think this system is bad? Were you around for the BCS? Were you around for the BCS days? If you think this shit is bad, were you around for look, go, listen. Ha! The BCS is one of the was one of the more terrible systems. College, listen, college has never gotten it right. The 12-team playoff is about as close as we're gonna get, and we're around the corner and to the left from it. We just gotta just hold on. We're almost there. But I'm telling you, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Moving on from just talking about these four and how they got here so far. The He Is Man, the Heisman Trophy, the finalists have been announced. Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Michael Penix. My favorite is Michael Penix. Undefeated, conference champion, in a solid conference. We're not talking about he ain't played no, oh, he had a cupcake schedule. No, he didn't. Washington had a very complex, you played Oregon twice when Oregon was both ranked in the top 10 each time. They beat USC, they beat Utah, they beat Oregon State. All those teams at the time were ranked in the top 25. Now we know USC, you know, okay. We know what they were. But even if you take off USC, you beat Oregon twice. That's four ranked opponents that you've beaten. Two of those times were in the top ten. Michael Penix was a quarterback for that. I like Michael Penix for the Heisman. If you want to tell me Jaden Daniels for a second place, okay, that's cool. Bo Nix, that's cool. 
But I'm not hearing any of this, oh, Bo Nix should win the Heisman. That's dead. Especially if we're talking about over Michael Penix. I guess the only person that could rival Michael Penix is Jaden Daniels. I guess. But we're not talking about a three-loss team, are we? We're not talking about a three-loss team that didn't make it to the conference championship, are we? No way we're talking about that team and that quarterback winning the Heisman. I get it. The guy did it had a hell of a year. I see it. I understand it. Maybe if Michael Penix wasn't in the Heisman race, he could win it. But there's no way you're watching football every week and you're telling me what Washington has done this year. What Michael Penix has done this year is not deserving of the Heisman Trophy. Then I I don't I really don't know if we can talk. I don't know if we can talk football. I might give you a chance with basketball. I might listen to you if you talk some baseball. But if you're telling me, you know, what what he's done this year is 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 not worthy out of this group, out of this group, then I, I don't know. I truly don't. We're not watching the same thing. The He Is Man trophy should go to Penix. And that's who I'm throwing all my money behind. I had all my money behind Milrow from Bama. And that's fine. But here I am shifting all my, all my, all my momentum to Penix. And these, and listen, and he has an interesting matchup. These matchups that they gave us, Bama versus Michigan, that's going to be a defensive football player's dream. I'm talking 17-10 type game. I'm talking about ground and pound, you know, field possession, field position, you know, time of possession, not turning the ball over. That's the things that are going to be very important in that game. I don't see that game getting high scoring. The way Michigan plays the football, they play bully ball. They play just straight bully ball. They're not, they're not fancy. They're not trying to line up in trips too often. They're not trying to run up in five wide. They're not going hurry up all the time. They're stealing your signals, but they're not signaling. They're huddling. What Michigan is doing this year is very impressive, folks. They remind me of a, of a Wisconsin on steroids back when they had uh, you know, Melvin Gordon and those guys. If they were actually able to get the five-star athletes to go into those roles. That's what they remind me of, man. They just get the job done and they just, you know, you look at the scoreboard, it's 17, you know, 17 to 7, and you're like, oh, this is a close game, but it feels like it's so much more because that defense suffocates you. They have, a, they have a great run game, an outstanding run game. They have a run game that's so good 
They ran the ball 24 straight times in the second half. They did not throw the ball one time against Penn State in the second half. That's how good the run game of Michigan is. That's how good that offensive line is. That's how good that running back is. But here we are. Here we are. Was that a fish? But here we are. With this powerful, stout run game going against the SEC's finest. Bama. Will Michigan be able to physically impose themselves on Bama? Will they be able to run the ball like that? These are questions that need answers. We'll get these answers. But I'm telling you, this matchup against Bama and Michigan is going to be very physical. Very, very physical. Versus on the other side, you got Texas versus Washington. This game's going to be high scoring. Texas with Quinn, listen, whichever quarterback can keep the ball off the turf, that's the one that's, that's the team that's moving on. Who can keep the ball off the turf and off the opponent's hands? That's the team that's moving on. I'm taking Washington. I'm riding this Michael Penix train all the way to the, all the way to the destination. I'm riding this Michael Penix train all the way to the destination. I'm taking Penix and Oduza. I'm taking this Washington offense. That I'm taking. I'm a fan. I don't like the breed, but I am a Husky. I understand what's going on. Texas versus Washington will be a shootout. Who can keep the ball off the turf and who cannot turn the ball over? I think Quinn Ewers will turn the ball over more than Michael Penix. I think Ozugma and these receivers for Washington will make more plays versus Texas' secondary than Worthy, who is hurt, than Mitchell versus Washington. Washington's defense is going to be more prepared versus good receivers than people are are honestly thinking. They played Oregon twice, folks. They played Troy Franklin twice. Troy Franklin is one of the top 10 wide receivers in college football. If you don't know, now you know. Shout out to Biggie. But what I'm telling you is, this Washington secondary is battle-tested. This Washington secondary is battle-tested. They have experience. And they understand the task. So this game is going to be explosive, folks. I'm talking get your popcorn, get your Twizzlers, get your beverage, get your Sour Patch Kids. And maybe get some pretzels. Get you a nice H2O. You're gonna need some, you're gonna need some, you're gonna need, you're gonna need some. Cause it's gonna get real. This game is gonna be explosive. And then you're gonna get a great mix for the championship. I got Bama and Washington for the championship. I'll dive deeper into this matchup as we get closer. 
Next show, we're going to talk about the other bowl game. We're going to get back to the other bowls because, like I said, we don't discriminate against bowls. All bowls are important. We understand the importance of them. So next one, we'll talk about more about bowls and some of the transfer portal because the transfer portal is popping. I read something from o, uh, on three that said there's 11 plus, 1100 plus people in the transfer portal on the first day. The first day. And the window is 30 days, if you didn't know. It is a 30-day window. So as more teams finish their season, look for more people to hit the portal. One of the just real quick, a big name hitting the portal. Dylan Gabriel, OU, quarterback hit the portal. Rumored to be going to Oregon. Things are about to get interesting, folks. This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Make sure you listen on Apple Spot, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Once again, shout out to all these te- all, the, all the teams that made it and that were in consideration. Florida State, once again, no, don't take away anything that they did. Undefeated seasons are not easy to come by. So shout out to Jay Norvell. Shout out to Florida State. But this is the best four, folks. This is the best four. A lot of games in these playoffs have been out of control in the first round. We saw LSU beat OU 63-28. We've seen Clemson and Notre Dame get on the field and and Notre Dame get smacked 30-3. We've seen Oregon versus Florida State get out of control 59 to 20. And we've seen Bama beat a team 38 to 0. What I'm telling you is these first these first these first round games take away last year. They've been getting out of control. Now there's been some hit, you know, here and there. But last year, TCU and Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, that's a good playoff. Listen to me. I, I get it. You know, you want to see Florida State, but Florida State would have been a Cinderella story. And guess what? Nobody wants to see that shit. We want to see the best of the best. We want to see the best of the best. Some of us missed out on Kobe and LeBron. Some of us missed out on that. The world missed out on that. We didn't get that in the finals. But now we get a chance to get the best on the best. And that's what, that's what we need. We don't need Cinderella. That story is done. All right? Leave that for March Madness. There you go. Listen, if you want Cinderella, March Madness. But we'll be back. Remember, we're dropping a trilogy every week. I'm Lil Wayne when it comes to the mixtapes. Three a week. Once again, this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Thanks for listening. Peace.